0: Welcome to the Digital Dudes Podcast. I'm David and I'm here with two guests today because it reads out traveling. First being I'm Elliot. What do you do here, Elliot?
1: I'm a senior strategist on the paid media
2: team.
0: All right, you run some paid campaigns, pull some levers. That's true. Then we're here with.
2: I'm Alisa, and I'm a senior account manager on the client services team.
0: Alisa, you, you, I feel like popularized the saying of your name by uh, lease. Oh uh, yeah, like leasing. How soon after you started, or was it before you started, that you realized? But that's what you were going to go with on name pronunciation.
2: Well, it was funny. I was actually on a call with you and Reed Mm. with Melissa Robbins. And we were chatting and I was trying to say, my name's Alisa. Mm. And she's the one who actually. No way. Yeah. She was like, I think you were meant to be here. It's uh, Alisa. And now it's in my Zoom. But I still do have clients who call me Alisa, but that's fine. I mean, (laughs) it happens. (laughs)
0: <laughs> wow. Well, who knew that Melissa Robbins was going to change the course of your life?
2: Yeah, she yeah. totally did. So, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> we'll have
0: to make sure she knows next time uh, we talk to her. All right. Well, today we are here to talk about um, the holiday season for 2022 and what you may want to do different or know about your campaigns going into the, 20, uh, the holiday season. So we're recording here last week of October. Um mm-hmm let's get started. I think you guys wanted to start with paid media. What what changes with paid media going into November, December, or seven times a year?
1: Yeah, so across the board and really kind of touching on all channels, we see a pretty big change with our paid media strategy in these last two months of the year. Um, and it's something that in the last few years, we've really been able to take like our historic data and dial in a little bit of a different strategy so that we're able to maximize our spend and really kind of keep our conversions up during this shift in competition during those last two months of the year. So because the holidays and especially that kind of commercial time, Black Friday is such a high competitive time for ad space. Um, we tend to see that our cost per clicks can go up a little bit and those eligible eligible impressions can start to cost a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to make sure that we're not impacting our campaigns during that time and that we're kind of shifting our strategy to spend a little bit earlier on and a little heavier earlier on so that when that ad space gets really expensive, we've kind of already absorbed all those conversions for the month. Um, and then also being aware that during those holiday times, it's a little less likely people might be searching for an apartment and submitting a lease on Thanksgiving night rather than enjoying Turkey with their families. So mm-hmm. being aware of that, we're kind of maximizing when people are searching, which is going to be a little bit earlier on in that November month.
0: Yeah. So historically, when uh, I'd looked at this in years past, from a macro standpoint, meaning uh, just if you look at the country as a whole, Search behavior usually gets cut in half when it comes to Thanksgiving week. There's just people, less people searching because, like you're saying, you're, they're busy with family uh, time. Therefore, for your budget, you have to be careful around pacing evenly throughout the month. Instead, you want to be a little bit more aggressive earlier in the month so that you can make sure that you spend appropriately. Otherwise, towards the end of the month, there's half the people searching relatively, respectively. And then, therefore, clicks are more expensive, and it's also hard to just get enough clicks or eyeballs on your ads. At least anything out there?
2: Yeah, I think it's really important for us to um, follow the strategy, just knowing that, one, we want to spend all of our budget, and two, we still want conversions. I mean, we all know that seasonality is going to be playing a part here between September and February, but really making sure that um, November and December aren't as impacted as they could be if Mm -hmm. we just kept spend even throughout the month.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then moving past Thanksgiving to Christmas, it's almost the same thing where Christmas and New Year's, you see search intent uh, drop. But uh, the first week of January, you see search intent go way up. Um, so a lot of times people are rushing to the end of the year. They don't start thinking that much about January until they're kind of in the middle of January. But just knowing that, OK, you're pacing in November, December needs to be a little bit compressed, then be ready for it in January to, to hit the ground running. Uh, and then to your point, Alisa, and I guess you too, LA, uh, those conversions, they're less likely to make a hard conversion like call you on Black Friday. They're right. more likely maybe to sign up for like a wait list or something. So if you have that capability or if it's something that you were thinking about adding to your website, definitely make sure that you're set up to start taking wait lists or to get people, like have them receive communications later when they're actually in the mood for buying and not just surfing around. Yeah, that's a, that's
1: a great point. And I think... To add on to that is that awareness that we might see those conversions shift a bit, where you might actually see a bit more calls, but maybe there's some missed calls as you have Mm -hmm. some like holiday operating hours in there. Or we're seeing a lot more schedule a tour for, you know, that coming new year, as opposed to those like immediate actions of apply now. Mm -hmm. Um, So just awareness that our conversions might shift a bit too in that last bit of the month. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I was just going to add on to that and say, um, aside from knowing what to expect in the reporting side of things, um, in client services, it's always important to talk about not only the digital side, but the actual human element, which is those, um, those people on the ground at the leasing office. So I think it's really important for marketing directors to have those conversations ahead of the holidays and let the leasing team know, like, hey, you're going to be off for 48 hours, you're probably going to have like 15 missed calls from various channels, not just paid. And you need to know like day one when we get in, maybe we come in a little early that day or we don't open up until next time. That way all of the guest cards can be followed up with. So mm-hmm. making sure you have a really solid follow-up strategy in place versus just coming in blind the day that you're back from um, taking some time off with family.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I also like uh, you just made me think of something, Elliot, um, and it ties to what you're saying, Elisa. But uh, a lot of these uh, scheduled tour, um, I'll say widgets or options tools, they have a certain time frame. Like, okay, you can only schedule two weeks in advance or three weeks in advance. If you're able to extend that timeline, it may be a wise decision now. So let's say um, I'm stuck with family and I'm bored on Thanksgiving. Maybe I start searching around, but it's like... um, I'm like, okay, I, I am interested in this place, but I'm not going to go right now. I'm, I'm on vacation. Um, yeah, I, let me schedule a tour for January. So um, I'm one of those types that once it's on my calendar, I, it's now out of mind. It's like, okay, I'll handle it later. But otherwise, it it's like fills up my brain cells, right? Like, okay, you have this to do that you haven't settled with yet. And if for some reason I was searching in Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, but then couldn't book for January when I was going to be back and ready then um, I may miss that apartment because I'm, I'm probably not going to bookmark it. I'll probably be like, oh, I'll redo the search later once they let me, you know, book, book an actual tour to come. So I'm more saying if you can widen the length of time in advance that people can take tours, it may be a good time of year to do that. I would just then be very good with uh, follow up ahead of that time. So you don't want them to forget that they booked the tour two months in advance. But you just hit them every now and then, like, hey, we're looking forward to your tour. In the meantime, here's some information you may want to be aware of as a new special or something of that nature.
2: Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I think um, having some sort of email drip campaign with that, depending on how far out someone schedules a tour, um, because I am notorious for booking something. And then I'm like, okay, I noted that, but then I don't put it in my calendar oh, no. my phone. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I think I have a dentist appointment this week. So I think it's really important to have those follow-ups. That way you're getting in front of it versus making them feel like they have to keep up with this reminder they're going to miss an appointment.
0: When What's the most embarrassing thing you ghosted because you didn't put it in your calendar?
2: I would say probably dentist appointments. And the reason why is because the front office, like the receptionists at uh, dentist office are so like, they're like sharks. I feel like they're like, you know your insurance, this is what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. And then you like, they call and like, hey, in a week you have this appointment. And then I forget to write it down. And then I'm like, (laughs) i'm sorry and then i have to wait two weeks to get back in so mm-hmm. that's always fun
0: Elliot, have you guessed it, any appointments
2: no i don't think
1: so no. no i think it might be the opposite where i like put it in too many calendars oh. <laughs> like, getting, like pinged in like so many networks yeah like,
2: i actually recently found this out with like wedding planning just like quick caveat like Or uh, throw in. Is that in
0: your calendar, first of all? Yes,
2: that's in my calendar. (laughs) I'm going to double check after this. (laughs) But what I've noticed is with um, being on client services and being so focused on email and calendar, like for my day to day, with my day to day, I'm on par. I'm like, this is amazing, like super fast email response time. But then for like wedding vendors, they will reach out to me and like follow up like three times. And I just don't reply because I'm like, I don't want to look at an inbox when I'm done. Like Mm -hmm. I I have my day and it's my calendar for work and my uh, email inbox for work. So that has been something very interesting, like the personal versus professional switch there.
0: Yeah. I struggle with this. Nicole was riding me this morning because I didn't, um, I haven't booked the, the break change that we need before the baby comes and it's like, just feels like such a lift to like put something else on my calendar. So
2: yeah, that's I feel true. You. yeah.
0: All right. Well, what else do we want to break this out by channel uh, for paid? So uh, are there any specifics you guys want to talk about with whether it be social research search or any other like,
1: yeah, I mean, I think definitely important to note that like our strategy won't be the same across the board for all channel, even though we do see impact to all channel. Or all channels. Yeah. Um, so for search and social, we kind of try to follow the same cadence there of really pushing a good amount of budget towards the beginning of those months. Um, and then that's going to be the same across TikTok and display as well. Um, but I think somewhere we're kind of trying a little bit different of a strategy is going to be on that audio channel. So Spotify, we're going to test keeping that a little bit more fluid throughout the month, knowing that people might be listening to some holiday channels or playing music while spending time with family. And that one might not have as severe as impact. Um, and then the last one kind of is native where we're really focusing in on that November month. And we're going to have a little bit of a heavier forward spend in November. Then in December, we're going to try and keep things a little bit more even and, That's just based on some historicals we're looking at where November really took the impact of that nosedive and December was able to keep a stronger click through rate and conversions then. So I understand. uh,
0: I think we were talking ahead of time and you're saying impression cost is driven up. Towards the end of, let's say November, mm-hmm. um, is that why we're why you're saying we would still pace ahead with some of those more top of funnel channels like social or display, or is there a different reason why we'd be pacing ahead?
1: Yeah, exactly, and it really is driven kind of by that Black Friday space in November, where you just have so many competitors in the space, and not necessarily in you know the housing industry, but keep in mind mm-hmm. that we're competing for space on the page is yeah. really what we're talking about. So. Yeah, that's where we're kind of changing our strategy for November a bit.
0: Yeah, and the whole um, programmatic ad industry sees a big change in the uh, CPM, basically, uh, going into the, the the back half of these holidays when, as you're saying, like you're now competing with Target or Macy's or Best Buy when you wouldn't have before. And right. so even though they're not renters, it's still a human eyeball that you're competing with. So it drives up the cost, which then means it drives up the, your um, cost per conversion. And so that's why you guys are saying you pay say it. Even though there's lots of attention during that time, which may be good to get your your ads in front of, that attention is more expensive during that time. So it's really interesting, like, um, thought experiment to say, okay, if, you, if it's easy to get attention, should we go for it, even though it's going to be more expensive to get the attention? But on the other, if I argue the opposite side, someone else is worried about buying the new Roomba or something, and they're looking for a deal. So if they are not apartment shopping, then are you actually just wasting that higher spend? If, if you were to, let's say, right.
1: get on Black Friday, for example. And that's where those historicals really have been able to like help us out because we were able to see like, okay, in the past, you know, here are a couple of times that we pushed that budget ahead. How did that perform differently mm-hmm. to, you know, those years where we kind of kept budget across the month.
2: Cool.
0: All right. Elisa, do you want to talk about geofencing?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've had podcasts before on geofencing. So obviously uh, there's, Uh, listeners know what it is but geofencing is a really cool uh, platform for us a great channel uh, for apartments specifically and one thing that's interesting is we actually haven't tried a holiday method here before and so we have um testing is like digital's middle name i feel like and so we've really been uh honing in on some of those strategies and 2023 is going to be even um more killer than we've already been doing so one of the things we're doing um, for this holiday season is testing and different pe- uh, pacing method, like what we've seen on other paid media channels. So um, we do historically, looking at data, see a slowdown in impressions and spend the last weeks of the month. And that's just um, normal with the way that we use um, our software to run these ads. Typically, we give them a budget throughout the month and then they're going to spend it. Um, so we haven't done this before. So this is going to be a really fun test for us. Uh, We're testing this on about 15 accounts to see how it goes. But the data does support doing this. When we look at walk-in data, you can see that um, during the holiday week specifically, we see massive drop-offs in those walk-ins, which makes sense because people are going to be traveling. They know the offices are going to be closed. They're not really going to be walking into those same fences. So we are um, going to be doing some shifts there just to see how it works. But if you are running geofencing in December uh, or Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, just keep in mind that you are going to see probably decreases in walk-ins, knowing that the first few weeks of the month, uh, things are going to look really great. And then those last two, um, again, things drop off. So like on average, we were seeing about 11 walk-ins a week um, the first few weeks of the month. And then the last two weeks of the month, we only get two and a half walk-ins. So it's a Mm -hmm. really big drop-off there.
0: Yeah, uh, back to, like, uh, I guess your own theories on it. For me, I may, um, if I was visiting a new town to maybe move next to family, then I may drive around and, like, walk on the campus, let's say, of a a property, even if the place is closed, just to scope it out. So in that case, it might be good for me to get refenced or to get fenced, right, uh, during a holiday. But on the other hand, you have people that would be entering those fences that aren't planning to move to the market. They're just visiting from out of town. And so that's wasted. Right. So, yeah. um, yeah. And it sounds like what you're saying is it doesn't really even out. Like uh, for the most part, it still makes sense. to probably spent probably spend less during that time.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, there are so many different strategies and this is why it's so important. Like these little mundane details that, you're like, why would I tell my account manager this? Like, we love it. Please tell us everything. But um, some of those, like, if you historically, your property sees um, some additional visits from people out of town or there's um, reasons we should be doing relocation, like, please tell us. Because that, um, for example, I would totally alter the geofencing strategy there. Instead of just doing, um, we do city targeting on top of it, additional targeting, just to make sure we're really getting people not who are just tourists. We want the people who actually like want to be here. So in that case, I would alter that strategy and I would say they have to visit visited X location, um, X times, mm-hmm. or they have been here for however many days. Like there's mm-hmm. just so many different things I would do there. And then that's when that retargeting strategy really kicks in because David, you want to move home, but you just went back to New York City. So how do I get back in mm-hmm. front of you? And that's by doing that retargeting campaign. So yeah, interesting. that's
0: a great call. There are different ways. Like you could just be building the audience right now and like your retard, your geofence, retargeting audience. And then next month you could say, okay, anybody that wasn't there, I will, I will still hit them with ads if they're still in the Metro. Yeah. But if they're no longer in the Metro, I'm not going to hit them with ads because they went home and I'm going to assume that they're, you know, they were just visiting so there are different ways that you could either build a new pool of audience or, um, or like you're saying, shift some budget around. Yeah. One other thing that occurred to me would be if you're one of the few properties that is uh, trying to capitalize during this time as an open house, that would be something that maybe you would want to know, at least, so that you guys could run creative for it. So it'd be like, we're open on Black Friday. Come and get a free turkey.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those sort of open houses, um we've seen success with boosting organic um events on Facebook, mm-hmm. so that marries the two organic and paid to create this beautiful strategy. So I think that it's really important just like any kind of effort you're doing, um just talking with your account manager Whether you have budget behind it or you don't, I mean, we're here to support you and be that consultant. So if there's anything I can do, uh, I'll come snagger from Turkey. Um, Just let us know. That way we can work with you to see what's possible.
0: Sweet. All right. So what's next? Uh, Well, anything else on paid before I move on to some of the organic channels?
2: Um, My last note is just fence types. Um, I really recommend getting creative for geofencing during uh, Q4. So we all know there's a ton of festivals and different types of events during this time of the year. And so I recommend getting in front of some of those, especially for those communities that are super local. I think it's something like a um, Somerville in South Carolina. That's going to be important to um, like connect with your neighborhood and the people who are going to these events. So um, even if it's just some sort of like giveaway, you have a booth and you have like a beer koozie, like Mm -hmm. be there and have a geofencing. So someone goes to this camp uh, or this festival and then we retarget them later. So I think there's a lot of opportunity to be more creative during Q4 with the fencing you're doing.
0: Also with, um, I I don't know if either of you, I didn't ask ahead of time, but have we tested creative that's more holiday specific? I I know that we would want to be careful around, you know, calling out specific holidays, but I can't even just think about how like our social advertising or display advertising could have whatever. snowflake. What's the, yeah, like snowflakes, sure. Or fall leaf colors or whatever. Um, Have have we done anything with that before?
1: We have done some tests, I know specifically towards pool images Mm -hmm. and kind of shifting those so we can really highlight some of those more indoor amenities. I know something that's really important for me in the winter is having access to that apartment gym. So when it's 20 degrees in Denver, I'm not going for yeah. my outdoor runs at Wash Park, but I have access to that. And that amenity is a lot more sought after in the winter than maybe the outdoor pool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we just hit that. We were in Minneapolis last week and there was some data the team pulled together that said um, uh, you need to call out um, how many amenities you can stay on site and not leave the building. So, yeah, <laughs> like Jim uh, was important. Right. Um their, like, on-site laundry or in-unit laundry mm-hmm. would, like, really performed well towards that time of year. Here's, I'll give you guys a quick hot take, but anybody that has a pool in Minneapolis that's not heated year-round, let's convert that into a skating rink.
2: Ooh! You know,
0: for the holiday season.
2: That would be amazing. They, I mean, they have the downtown ice rink in Denver, so yeah. if they could just, um, there's a property we have that's near um, one of the uh, hockey arenas. So while people are, like, before the game, yeah. we'll come over, ice skate, get some hot chocolate. We'll take you on a tour. Mm-hmm. And the next time you go to the game, you just walk out your front door because you live right here.
0: I wonder, do we need a Zamboni if we're going to turn our pool into a rink? Or
2: We could have the uh, the apartment pets go and just look at it. Yeah. <laughs> just all of these. <laughs> all of the dogs yeah. with their
0: tongue stuck. <laughs> to yeah, <Zamboni>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, one last thing, too, is um, thinking about creative and how we can get um, a little more, like, uh, I don't know a little deeper there with geofencing specifically, I've been testing um, for events, adding in the event name. So let's say you go to the Oktoberfest down the street and then afterwards it's like, or while you're there, you can say things about the location. Um, we've done that too for uh concert. So there was a Sam Hunt concert and we did like take Sam Hunt's road uh, or back road mm-hmm. home, which is one of his lyrics. So I think trying, even if it's something, um, small if it's for the community like people are going to know and that's where again geofencing is so beautiful because we can tie in those fences we know you're at the concert we know and so we're going to send you that ad that says take the back road um to riverside so mm-hmm. i think it's important to um like add some of those details in where you can and when you can get super hyper local and specific about a neighborhood
0: yeah. Great. Great reminder that sometimes when if you're a marketing manager and you have 50 properties, it's easy to just start treating them all like an assembly line. and It's a machine mm-hmm. when, you know, once in a while you got into marketing, oftentimes people got into marketing to be creative once in a while. Yeah. So take some of those fun, fun things and try them out.
2: Yeah. There's so much room for creativity in our um, industry, even though sometimes it does feel like that. You're like, all right someone that helped me, I have 40, 50 properties under me and I can't be that creative for all of them, but trying to even, I don't know, find ways to streamline that creativity. Like how, how do you always make that your number one goal is like, I'm not going to just have an ad that says come tour our luxury apartment home in downtown (laughs) Denver. Like what about downtown Denver? How about experience your mile high mood at insert property name? Like there's just so much more you can do for an ad versus I, this is a hot take for me, David. Okay. So I'm glad you brought this up because I personally don't, I don't like a lot of the like generic creative. It to me, I'm like, this is so boring. I like would totally scroll past this. Versus if you like call out some of those other things, so that is a hot take for me. Yeah, it's
0: um, I find it interesting because in in our space, it's it seems very competitive a lot of times um, between properties, and it may be on an ILS, for example. Uh, or, like, for a Google search. But really, when it comes to these more awareness based tactics, it's not that competitive. Like, I mean, I only get hit with advertising departments apartments if, if I'm getting retargeted because I went to their website because they're a client. Outside of that, I don't get hit very often with ads. And so, um, you don't often have to do something like the Sam Hunt line to stand out because yeah. there's not that many people that, you, Elliot's not going to get hit with that many different advertisements from competitors. But it, in a really competitive market or just, you know, for some fun. You should do it if you have the time.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Especially places like when you think of different channels, I kind of like associate them with a person. So like mm-hmm. I think of someone on Facebook different than I think of someone on TikTok. Oh, Just think about how you could get in front of that audience in a different way. So my display ad, yeah, it might be a little bit more boring, but my geofencing ad, because I chose a specific bar near a university where I know the people that people are going to be cool and like a certain kind of, audience, I'm going to change my messaging. So oh. yeah, I think that diving into those kinds of things is really important.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's get on to uh, anything from organic, uh, whether it be organic social or uh, SEO.
2: Yeah. Let's dive in. Um, I want to start with uh, SEO. So we all hear uh, about seasonality and search impressions share down and you're like, what does this mean? Why is my CPC so high? Well, Pushing that over from an organic lens, you see the same thing. So looking at um, over uh, 600 Google business profiles um, and digital uh, agency, we see that uh, search search views for Google business profiles are down about 13% quarter over quarter. So this mm-hmm. is comparing um Q three or sorry, comparing Q four to Q three. But we see that even like map views down nineteen percent, actions eighteen percent. So again, you're gonna be expecting less visibility. So less people seeing it because less people are searching. And then also that same um that same thing will funnel into the actions people are taking on your Google business profile. So less calls, direction clicks and website visits from mm-hmm. Uh, Google business. got
0: it. So we should expect just less engagement makes sense from you know typically less shopping or uh, at this time of year for an apartment. So is there anything else that we should take do differently because of that?
2: Yeah, I think some important things to look at for Google business profile um, or just SEO in general. I think one, making sure that your website is updated. So, Having um, specials, if there are specials specific for this holiday, because a lot of times this is when we're hitting those concessions, trying to get people in so we can get them into that um, 18-month lease, and then they can leave in July when everybody's looking. So I think updating your specials, uh, making sure that contact info is super like, on point, make sure you're always updating that. And then um, with contact info, I think having those, like a message, like, Hey, you're messaging us on the Wednesday evening before Thanksgiving. Like we're out Thursday, Friday. You'll, you can expect to hear from us next mm-hmm. day. So I think just being as um, upfront as possible with people just for that better user experience and then focusing on uh, local content. So if you have a blog page, um, talk about the fun events happening in the area, resident events, anything you're doing to gear towards that. And then making sure your Google Business Profile is up to date. With Google, we all know you can update your holiday hours, so making sure that you're doing that. And then adding in posts about um, like seasonal, like what's going on. And uh, uh, we even said it could be cool to update your profile picture on Google Business Profile with something holiday esque, without um, obviously getting into those sensitive topics of Christmas versus Hanukkah versus whatever other holiday. Um, making sure that it's something maybe a little more neutral, like a yule log. Yeah, exactly. I love it. You could put your uh properties initials in log cabin logs mm-hmm. with snow in the background. Like, come on.
0: This this weekend I spent chopping wood for the winter and uh I, but it was still a little too nice for me to run the wood stove yet, so I had a a, a virtual fireplace playing on the television just cuz I wanted like to get I'm in the mood. I wanted mm-hmm. to be, I was in the mood. I was like I got to have something but I'm not going to like <laughs> in the house right now it's too warm yeah um i do like this idea about uh letting people know if hours changed or something like what days you'll be open or when they expect to hear back so whether it be email signature or email auto responses being updated um or i'm even thinking like often they have the concession pop-up on the website but that could your pop-up could say like you know we're we're out for holidays Whatever, we'll be back Monday and we'll get back to you. And and I like the idea of putting a commitment in there. We will you know, we will respond within yeah, you know, by Tuesday or something. That way you're you're saying it you're not even though we're gonna get flooded with stuff, we may not we're not gonna let you sit for two weeks. Yeah. Um and then uh to your point about Google business, you could also update your FAQs there to say, What are your holiday hours or just update your hours? You know? yeah, that's a great
2: call. I think looking into some of those automations we have too, like the, after you hang up from a call and it texts you, Mm -hmm. like what capabilities, if you don't ask your vendors, you won't know. So some of those could potentially be able to add in those features. So just check in with, uh, with that to see what you can do as much, as much info as you can give the consumer, um, I think you should give it to them.
0: Yeah. um, We're running a test right now with our call tracking system to text people if the call is missed, like if it never gets through the IVR to a human. So it's not ready yet because we're just in test with a few alpha clients, but it would be really interesting next year to be able to update that, to say like, sorry, we missed you. Try back Monday.
2: Yeah. I love that. So
0: really cool idea. All right. Anything else on SEO?
2: Um, Let's switch over because I feel like uh, organic social and SEO are like the two, uh, they're cousins and they hang out. So let's just dive (laughs) in. Um, So for organic social, I think it's important just to shift your strategy with uh, what you're posting. So we're not going to be getting uh, the same level of engagement during this time of year, just because again, the feeds are going to be flooded not only with like, here's what I got for Christmas and like Thanksgiving posts. But then also it's so competitive against those retailers who typically wouldn't be our competitor. So um, it's important to shift your strategy to post more about um, like more for current residents. Obviously that is always the goal with organic, but there is still um, the, the potential to get in front of a prospect is lower during this period. So I would say to um, think about things like highlighting small business Saturday for local content. So there are tons of our communities, even if we're in a big market, like there's something small and local near you and you can highlight that. So highlighting things like that, tagging the business. If you want to do some sort of feature with them, you could even get with them early, like around this time um, and start planning that for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, Winter events, so you should be having a winter event if you don't have like some s'mores by your fire pit outdoors. like What are we doing? Come on, guys. Um, So taking pictures of that um, and really towards that Christmas time until the beginning of the year, we see a lot of people interested in fitness center and wellness tips, so getting in front of that. So we all have that New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. and making sure that our content gears towards that.
0: Yeah, I dig it. Um, I was just thinking whenever, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Nicole and I live in Bailey, Colorado, which is very small. I feel like we're putting it on the map. Shout out to Bailey. <laughs> um, but if I was to open an apartment building in Bailey, I might then get the local um, uh, plant shop, for example, involved, is what you're saying. Because And I'm bringing up the plant shop to give a shout out to Shannon. Because our Shannon here, director of organic media, her uh, that plant shop is now stocking her plants. <laughs> and so, you know, if I need to get her. Is it what, what's the red leaf um, Christmas plant that's everywhere?
2: Oh, um, the I can I picture it. So well. I, I want to okay. say it's like
0: a something with a pea. Um, anyways, I don't know how that plant became the Christmas plant. Maybe just because it's red or the quinsetta. It,
1: a quins, quinsetta.
0: Quinsetta. Nice. See, it is a pea, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I, you could go, I would do something like Casas daily, you know, celebrating. Whatever Shannon's is. So um, go get it over
2: here. Yeah, and even, like, yeah thank you. <laughs> even like sponsoring an event with them um, just to get the name or their name out and then your name out with their followers on Instagram. So um, talking about that, like how you would caption that. Another thing to avoid or something to think about is making sure there's not any religious mention um, for holidays in that. So whether it be Christmas or Hanukkah, mm-hmm. just making sure you stay neutral. Happy holidays, um, like time of family, etc. versus red and green and mm-hmm. like things like that or a menorah, like showing things like that. So it's important to stay middle of the line. That way you don't offend anyone on yeah. either side. You want
0: to be inclusive across the board.
2: Yeah.
0: I will go on a quick soapbox. So one problem with Bailey, like establishments are they don't have set hours of operation. They all just put out one of those A-frame signs on the road. that's like, we're open today. Cause like, uh, even uh, there's a new barbecue food truck. And I was this weekend, I was like, let's go, let's go support them. Go to the, try to support this food truck on Saturday. Not open just there. Just me in a cold, like lawn chair waiting on them to open and they've never opened. So
1: I'm wondering how I can start applying that to my Slack.
0: What's that? Open, a, not yeah. open. Yeah, yeah there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you should do that. That'd be awesome.
0: um, all right. Anything else uh, to cover on particular channels or ideas?
2: No, I feel I feel like really you just need to get ahead of this and obviously know that if you're running services with digital, we've got your back on the page front um, and geofencing and then know that with a lot of these things, we can help you. So please reach out to us, talk to us about what's going on, your hours of operation, if there's events you're doing, and then we can support you.
0: Yeah, and getting in front of it. So a lot of people start taking a lot of time off right now. Um, Even though we always have coverage for accounts, whether it's us or some other vendor, you may come to them and say like, hey, I want to run a special kind of creative. Let's test that out this year for this property. Hit them now and then they can schedule that creative out in Advance so that they, you don't have to be rushing, you know, into the holiday week trying to get a creative up. Um, and then I would just also make sure you do a QA afterwards so once the holiday is done, that that creative came down. So, right, that, that is easy to forget about when you have yeah. a lot of stuff that you're juggling. <laughs> um, so true. all right, any other hot takes or things that you guys want to mention?
2: No, I'm excited for this holiday season, I feel like it snuck up on us, and um, I feel like we have a ton of tests in place on the digital side, so now we're just ready for the line, uh, the email line and people to give us new things they're working on. And um, we're always learning from our clients. So give us your ideas. We'll share ours and keep that open.
0: Well, let's finish off with, um, I'm curious, what was, you uh, you know, how like going into every holiday season, there's all this clickbait about like the hot toy of the season and how it's sold out everywhere. What was the hot toy for each of you growing up? That was, I'm not saying that you had to want it, but that you know that like you know it was hot and everybody wanted it and you couldn't get one. I, I I'm thinking have either of you seen Jingle All the Way?
2: I know what you're talking oh about. Oh my gosh! You didn't see this
0: movie? <laughs> this is homework for both of you. But go ahead.
2: But I I know like I I know what you're talking about because I remember this. Like I don't know. I was probably such a brat when I was a kid. Like thinking now. Like I'm like you want well, brat
0: today, so you're a brat then. <laughs> yeah,
2: hundred um, percent. But I wanted the brat dolls. I oh. and my mom got it for me. I don't know how she did, but there was this brat sushi uh, restaurant edition, and it wow. was um, the brat would stand in the middle of the the doll would stand in the middle <laughs> of this like sushi conveyor belt, and it worked had batteries. Oh wow! And you had like little plates of sushi, and it would like go around. And I don't know why I wanted it so bad, but I did. And my mom got it for me. But Brad stalls for life. Good <laughs> mom.
1: She yeah. got it for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She's beautiful.
1: Okay, I very specifically remember this commercial. And it was like a family walking like window shopping. And mm-hmm. first they would walk by like a shoe store. And then it was like an outdoor store. And the kid can decide if they wanted like cool tennis shoes or these rolling shoes oh so it was like the first edition heelys <laughs> and that's what i really really wanted they had four wheels that popped out so not just the back ones like these full yeah. rollerblade <laughs> wheels that like cranked down wow <laughs> and i do remember getting the shoes which i was very excited about i also remember getting a lot of me and elbow pads, which yeah. that I was less excited about because that brought down the coolness that I saw in the commercial. Yeah, but you're going probably to like, very necessary. You're just yeah. walking
0: to school and you had to be suited up with like your wrist <laughs>
2: or whatever. My <It's laughs> like, arms are like slimy. no longer can I just like
0: bust out a wheelie or whatever. Going, on yeah.
2: Down. Well, hey, we're bringing it back because we have had talks in the Digi Awards planning committee about doing um, a skate party. I told them I think it's off when it's at the office because of those random holes we have <laughs> uh, since yeah, our building yeah. is like 800 years old. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you can bring your uh, their Achilles. That's what i probably called again, right? The yeah, shoes? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can bring your heelys. I have purple white skates. We can all uh, lace up. It'll be fun. It's on.
0: (laughs) Super cool. Well, I didn't want this, but I remember the hot toy of the season. One, there was the beanie baby craze that people went through. And then I remember tickle me elmo was like people are losing their minds over that. It's like viral before viral was a was a thing.
2: So So weird. I had a little tickle me elmo keychain that I remember that
0: was so cute. Yeah. Any Christmas wishes then for you guys particularly or holiday gift wishes that you guys want to put out into the ether?
2: Nice correction there. Well, just <laughs> depending on how yeah. you celebrate <laughs> let's, let's hit that holiday word. Um, so last year, nobody can top this. Last year, Grace, we did Secret Santa for client services, uh-huh. and she got me a little miniature wiener dog planter. So uh-huh. plants and wiener dogs together. I mean, what else says Elisa more loudly than that? So uh, if someone wants to get me a larger version of that, I would love it. A large wiener dog planter.
0: Got it. Uh, that's exactly how I'll Google
2: yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that on the work. <laughs> <laughs> you Ellie?
1: Um we're always big at being in Colorado into really taking the holiday time to ski. So mm-hmm. my big ask is for a lot of powder days. Oh. I like that. that. Mother yeah.
0: Nature, please deliver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks you guys. Really appreciate it. And um I'm sure we'll be getting tips from somebody. I don't know if it's you two for the like new year soon. So I know that's yeah. coming up. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Thanks, you guys. See you later.
2: Thanks. Bye.